Dagaho, welcome back to the LPC Canteen. I'm your host, Fano. I'm Elena, and today our guest speaker is David. So, David, do you want to briefly introduce yourself? Hi, my name is David, and it's a pleasure to be here with you guys today. I'm also from LPC. I'm Elena's and Fanny's co year and I'm from Korea and Guatemala. So, I'll be talking a little bit today about uh, my cultural background and growing up as a third culture kid. So a brief background a introduction about myself is that my parents are both Koreans. They immigrated to Guatemala before I was born. They met there, they married, and they had me and my brother. And I was raised for 17 years in Guatemala. And then I went to Hong Kong to study in LPC. And right now I'm currently in Korea. I'm not sure if this is offensive, David, but the first time I saw you, I could tell that I could tell that you were Korean, but I could also tell that you weren't Korean. Like, is it is it weird? Like, um, I remember like we had our first um, hangout, and it was like we 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 went out to eat, right? Do you, do you still remember that interaction? It was like super early during, even before a week started. Yeah, yeah, I remember. We went to Tamjai, right? Yo, that was so awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I remember I could I remember that like I wanted to get to know more about your cultural background because I also have some um, friends who are also um, Asian, but they kind of are living in a um, in South American countries. Like I have a friend who is. Um, Chinese, but his whole family is in Peru. So I think that's really interesting, that kind of um, Asian diaspora in uh, South America. Yeah, uh, I think there's a big Korean community also in Guatemala, um, till the point that you get to know every Korean who lives in Guatemala. <laughs> and I think in Peru, there's a lot of Chinese, from what I've heard from my second year, Jamil, who's also from Peru that a lot of Chinese uh, flew to Peru to find jobs and a better life. I feel like the iconic story is is really um, the American like immigrant story and I really I find it really fascinating that there there are a lot of um, immigrants who also choose to go to uh, South America and other countries around the world. Can you talk a bit about your experience in Guatemala? Like how, how was it growing up there? I think that I think that for me growing up in Guatemala wasn't something weird or challenging or something out of the extraordinary because Guatemala is also my country uh, to the point that I was raised or I was born there uh, I would feel more familiarized with the Guatemalan culture than the Korean um not the Korean culture, I would say I would identify more with the Guatemalan society than the Korean society since I've been living my entire life in Guatemala. But um, I think living there, at first when I was a kid, I really felt confused because I went to a school where there were not a lot of Koreans or Asian diaspora. I was the only Korean in my grade. I guess I was the only Korean in my school. <laughs> And it would feel really weird because I was outstanding in terms that I was Asian and I was physically different from other people. And at first, a lot of people would make fun of me. They would call me 
Chinese, 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 and I would fight a lot with people. But after growing up, I take that as a joke and not as something offensive. But yeah, I think growing up in Guatemala has been a plus or or something positive in my life. Uh, I I have so many friends who aren't Chinese, but because they're Asians, they get like pegged as Chinese. So, and I hope that more people will be able to differentiate between Asian cultures. So, do you think your Korean look or Asian look hinders you to become a, a part of community, like to integrate into the Guatemala's culture? Well, to be honest, and when I was a kid, as I mentioned before, at in school, I would feel. Yeah, kind of uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, but it would feel weird for me because everyone was different from me, and especially when, if it was a European or some someone from Middle East Asia or someone from Africa or someone from uh, the United States or Canada, there wouldn't be a problem because it was an international school, so there were a lot of Canadians or United or. U.S. citizens or a lot of people from other countries, but there were not a lot of Asians. And for me, it was difficult. It wasn't in terms that my friends didn't accept me, but or the Guatemalan society didn't accept me. They just made a lot of fun of being different. But I think it's an interesting question that you pointed out, Elena, because I think I question myself about a blending into. The, Uh, in the Korean in the in the Korean society more than I did when I was blending into the Guatemalan society, and I think it's interesting because I, as you said, I look Korean and Asian, so I shouldn't be having problems blending with the Korean society, right? Because I look alike, and I should be having problems with the Guatemalan society or the community blending because I look physically different, so they would immediately. Process in their mind. Oh, it's different from us. But I think that more in Guatemala when I came to Korea, because there's been a lot of gaps of cultural differences with someone who has lived in Korea his entire life and someone who has lived abroad his entire life. There's a uh, cultural differences and language differences. Although I know to speak Korean, I still don't know like the Korean slangs or I. Don't know how the community or the society works because I haven't lived like 18 years of my life in here. So, yeah, I think in terms of that, I've been more doubting about being in Korea more than being in Guatemala. So I know a lot of people like uh, who migrate or living in another country for a long time, and they will forget their mother tongue. So how did you manage that? So my parents were really strict about. The Korean, the Korean culture, they would always tell me you can speak, you have to speak Korean in the household, and outside the household you can speak whatever language. I remember that sometimes I would bring my Korean friends to my house, and my mom or my dad. Well, I think it was especially my mom would say speaking Korean. With my Guatemala, with my Spanish, it's more I learned it. Yeah, and growing up in Guatemala. But I never learned it academically, because since I went to a school where most of the classes were given in English, I never had the opportunity to learn Spanish academically. So I think I still struggle a lot compared to native Spanish speakers, 
in like in conjugations or vocabulary because there's a lot of holes in my Spanish vocab but then it, it's the same with my Korean I can understand Korean I can speak it uh, perfectly and fluently however I can I don't know a lot of academic vocabulary in Korean or really difficult words or political words or or like scientific words or mathematical words and that's the same as it applies in Spanish I don't know any scientific or academic words in Spanish it's really interesting that you pointed out my the language part for me as a third culture kid because a lot of people ask me what's the language you feel more comfortable or or even my mom asked me always like what's the comfortable language you feel with, felt with right but um for me it's i'm still confused i don't know how to answer that because i feel comfortable speaking korean since i was grown with a korean in my household however i like to speak spanish with hispanic people i I have this weird thing inside myself that I cannot speak any other language to people who are native to that language. If I see Koreans, even my Korean Guatemalan friends, I would speak with them in Korean. I would refuse something in my mind refuses to speak Spanish with them. So what about your identity? Like, do you feel more attached to uh, being a Korean or being a Guatemalan? Um, I have this quote that uh, when I was really lost about my identity, when I was a, I think it was during my teenager year, I would, especially when I was a kid, I would consider myself as Korean, because as I mentioned before, a lot of people, they thought I was special because I was different from them, right? And so I would consider myself, oh, I'm Korean because I don't look Guatemalan. Like, I'm just Guatemalan because I was born here and they gave me citizenship, but I'm Korean. But then when I came to Korea for vacation, I remember that I felt so lost. I was like, oh my God. And some people would say, oh, where are you from? And I would be, how do you mean, where are you from? Don't you, don't I look Korean? How can you be asking me that? Because they would realize after having some conversations that my Korean is not an expert level. So then I was in this a bubble where I came back to Guatemala after vacations from Korea and I would be like, what am I? I'm not considered Guatemalan in Guatemala. I'm considered Korean. But when I go back to Korea, I'm not considered as a Korean. I'm considered as a second class citizen who has lived a abroad and lost culture. And then coming to LPC, I realized my identity and I made this quote that I think would answer to your question, Elena. So I would say I'm a really proud Korean by heritage, but a really proud uh, Latino by heart. So I think I identify myself uh, equally. I don't identify myself more than another culture, more than the other one. When did you move from Guatemala to Korea? Um, never. <laughs> so the thing, the funny part is I never lived in Korea. I'm just here right now. This is my first time being in for a long time in Korea. The most that I've been 
was two months last summer, three months last summer before LPC. And then my plans were if the whole coronavirus thing wouldn't happen, I would have to stay another two months in Korea this summer. But due to the pandemic, Guatemala airport shut down, so I'm not able to go back. And I came to Korea and I'm here for six months now, seven months nearly. So the whole COVID thing has sort of forced you back to um, Korea, like the country of your cultural background. So has that been sort of weird for you or, or has it been, like how has your experience in Korea been so far with the whole COVID thing? Well, <laughs> with the whole COVID thing, I think I really like Korea because they, the government and the country itself has really handled the COVID cases at first they had it was like the country with most infections and then now it's like one of the lowest country and Guatemala at first didn't have any cases but now it has more than Korea and not, anyone isn't allowed to go out from their house airports are shut down everything is shut down and here in Korea everything is open it's just a normal like people are living their normal daily life but the only difference is that everyone's are wearing masks and trying to take a lot of prevention to avoid COVID. So I would say in terms of COVID, I really liked being in Korea because I guess I'm a really extrovert person, as you can tell, Elena and Fanny. And being right now trapped in my house, I would become insane or crazy or something. But in terms of as you mentioned before that COVID forced me to come back in Korea in terms of society the first five months we still had school online so I didn't really go out I stayed home and if I went out it was with my family to have dinner lunch or go near somewhere the house so I didn't have trouble with that but then after break I remember that I went out of my house and I would go one walk and Sometimes I would walk, listen to music, and I would just look at the apartments. I would look at the sky, and I was, I would be like, "Well, what would have been of me if I lived in Korea? Like, this is where my ancestors live. This is where all my root comes from. It's just so wonderful that I haven't, I have lost so many things my entire life from what, where my roots come from." That's how I feel. But in terms of society, it really depends a lot because I have Korean friends who are really interested about my experience living abroad. They ask me, how is it to live abroad? How is it to live in Guatemala? How is it to live in Hong Kong? How are the people there? But then still there, I think it's more of the old generation because Korean culture is really it's really homogenous so people tend to blend with Korean people especially the old generation and I'm not trying to generalize that it's all Korean people it's more of the old generation and I remember this time that I was calling the Guatemalan embassy because I had to do some paperwork and I was speaking in Spanish right and a grandma's 
or a group of grandma started to stare me at me and i remember one of them said that you should be speaking korean and you should be ashamed because you're korean and it's a um, such a shame that you're not talking the language and then it was a oh, wow for me like how can they be so racist with people from the same race <laughs> mm -hmm. like they're more conservative you, you, is yeah. That what you mean? yeah and yeah. i've also kind of noticed that out of um out of all like the countries a asian countries i feel like because we're so homogenous we're very proud of our culture so it can work both ways you know like if you're a part of that culture then of course you'll feel very proud of your culture but if you're kind of like an outsider you feel like that outsider feeling is like amplified so much yeah but i think that the new generation our generation it's really welcoming foreigners korea is trying mm -hmm. like compared to other countries i wouldn't say that it's really oh my welcome a foreigners we welcoming korea right but i think that our generation is making a lot of progress in korea because i have friends that are korean korean and they really like me and even though sometimes we're having conversations and I don't know what they're talking about or what slangs they're using they would explain to me what they're talking about what the word is and they would be surprised and they would always ask me about the culture so I think what it makes me in this question of bubble but I think when I realize about my friends I think that I think I fit into the Korean society, not fully, but I do feel welcomed by certain peoples in Korea. Mm -hmm. So when you first traveled to Korea, like getting interaction with the Korean Korean people, did you face any challenge in integrating into the local culture? Because I feel like the culture in Guatemala and in Korea is very different. Oh yeah, very different. Mm. Well, that's interesting, Elena. So first, I would like to, before answering this question, say that I'm really Korean in many aspects, but at the same time, I'm really Latino at various aspects. Because when we were in LPC partying, um, no, okay, so when I was in LPC studying, a lot of people... A would think that I'm really Asian, that, oh, I really care. The stereotypical Asians care about the grades, Asians college, Asians get A+. Plus. Uh, people would see me like that. But then when I go to parties, I would turn uh, 180 degrees to uh, another per person that I heard certain people after the first party in LPC, they would be like, wow, David, I saw a new david from you a new part from you and i'll be like yes but the thing is in a party if i see a korean or someone who's someone who's a uh, older than me a uh, the korean comes out of me like even if i'm enjoying i'm dancing i'm twerking or whatever thing i'm doing as a latino i would stop because i would be like this is disrespectful my korean side is not letting me do this like koreans cannot see me being <laughs> latino and with my latinos friends i wouldn't be showing them my korean side so i think i'm really latino when i blend with latino people and i'm really korean when i blend with korean people so the first time i came to korea 
the problem is I don't know about blending with the Korean culture because I've never been to school in Korea. I've never had the opportunity to go to a place where I can meet Koreans, Koreans and make friends. Like my friend, my Korean Korean friends are friends of my friends who are from Guatemala and went to college and they met those friends in college and they would hang out with me and then they will become my friends. But in terms of uh, blending, I still haven't experienced that. Uh, that's why I am. I always wanted to go to Korean school to feel how would it feel for me to blend with Koreans, Koreans. However, I never had the opportunity. I think more the first time I came into Korea, it was more of culture shocks and aspects that Korea has, has really developed compared to Guatemala and the technology is so different. So I remember the first time that there was this coffee machine and I didn't know how to use it and everyone was laughing at me and my aunt was laughing at me uh, but yeah i think that in with people blending with people when i first came to korea i didn't find problem or i didn't feel confused or i didn't find any problems because i never had the opportunity to blend with koreans koreans but it was more about the cultural aspects in korea so so now that you've kind of lived in Korea for a longer amount of time. Have you noticed similarities between Guatemalan and Korean culture? Because have you noticed any sort of similarities between the two? Because have you noticed that or do you not find any similarities at all? The thing that I really like about this is that they're completely the opposite in every single aspect. They're completely the opposite. And I really like that because I was able to learn from two opposite cultures and I'm able to learn from good things from this culture and good things from this culture and learn from bad things from this culture and bad things from this culture and try to balance it out, the good things between the two cultures. Uh, with the drinking culture, a lot of people say, what I've noticed is a lot of people say like, oh, Latinos drink a lot, but let me tell you this but koreans drink more than latinos like latinos are wild in parties like they can be wild and they can drink a lot in parties but they don't drink every single day they might drink every single week but not every single day but i noticed that a lot of koreans drink a lot especially the society the culture eh, even when you work when you go out and work in the working community if the boss or someone who is superior for you says that we should go out uh, to have dinner as a group of company, there was there's always going to be alcohol. And also when people in Korea, students in Korea tend to go to college, their first two years is completely full of alcohol nearly every single day. I know a friend who went to college and he drinks basically every single day. So the thing that I've realized about that is that I don't know why do we have the stereotype of Latinos drink so much when honestly I feel like Koreans, not Koreans, but people who are in the Korean culture and society drinks more than Latinos. Mm -hmm. So so it's kind of like for Latino culture, it's, um, it's a thing that you have during parties or when you have a good time, but for our Korean culture, it's more like a stress reliever sort of substance but still i think i've heard a lot of people who 
don't want to drink and they still have to drink because um oh so they're kind of like forced into it because of the whole yeah hierarchy yeah yeah the hierarchy is such a thing in korea like questioning your authority your elders is seen wrong in korea when i go back to my latino side i can just say to my latino friends oh i'm not for the mood today and they'll be like okay so easy summary is latinos like to be really happy and i'm not trying to imply that they always do it with alcohol but they know when they have to drink and they try to do it once a week but like i see a lot of koreans who do it every single day and yeah some people might not like it or some people might like it or some people might not like it but they get used to the culture and then start to like it i think what they just mentioned about a korean one is kind of similar to the to the one in china as we call in chou so it's like the boss will think that you do not respect him if you do not drink and then especially the young employees has to drink a lot like they cannot choose what they can do yeah that's exactly the community in the working as you mentioned elena it's a lot of a respecting hierarchy and if you don't go and drink what your boss is giving you it's looking disrespectful right so let's move to the next topic which is in relation to the lpc experience because you belong to two different cultures do you also participate in two different cultural evenings in lpc yes i did participate in the caribbean latin cultural evening i was an official member this year but apac is not was not this year so it's this upcoming school year so I am planning to participate in APAC. I did participate in CLAYS because it gave me the opportunity to learn more about Guatemala because I am representing Guatemala and LPC. I'm the only Guatemalan. And I had to make a lot of investigation and be careful what am I going to show about the Guatemalan culture in this two-minute space that I have to the people in LPC and I am going to also participate in APAC because I also want to embrace my Korean culture in LPC. I really liked the the performance for the um, for Clays where where you guys pretended like we were um, where we were climate climate change survivors. Is that correct? In a bunk. Yeah. 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 That was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that performance was top notch, and I really liked that. So I was wondering what you felt about other cultural evenings because I feel like cultural evenings they tend to be they tend to get to be compared to other cultural evenings. So I was just wondering um, what you felt about Clays in comparison to maybe CCE or Ace. Yeah. By the way, for for um, for people who don't know those, um, Ace is African cultural evening, and CCE is Chinese cultural evening. And Clay's Caribbean uh, Latin American culture event. Yes, thank you, David. <laughs> and we also had ECE, which was European culture evening. I think, um, I don't think that honestly, I don't think a cultural evening is better than the other one. The okay. thing is for Clay's, some people say it was a little bit too polit political, but 
I try to tell people, you know, Latin America still has a lot of political problems. Mm -hmm. That's part of the culture and society. So that's something we had to show. But then ACE was also about political problems, about racism that is still faced, about a, how the stere the stere a, how to break the stereotypes of people having about Africa. And EC, EC was also talking about how a, immigrants come to Europe and about the culture of Europe, they emphasize more of that. Also in EC, they emph emphasize more about the Chinese uh, history, culture, and heritage, right? So I think that I really liked a, how every cultural evening tried to show a specific thing that represented them in I would also, of course, a represent the cult, the heritage and history. But I think I would also emphasize a lot of political issues that is happening in Latin America. Because in Korea, being a first world country, there are not a lot of political uh, issues such as corruptions. But in Guatemala, corruption is still a thing that happens every single day. People dying and government not doing anything. So, yeah, I think that I really liked about how every cultural evening had different aspects to show about their culture or country or, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I, don't, I don't think it was too political. Political, I think it was pretty good. I, it, it made me understand a lot more about um, your culture. So just to tell us, audience uh, besides the cultural evening performance we do have the culture dinners that will show our like representative food so i also went to the preparation for me it was like a great opportunity to learn how to make uh, the, the food from a different culture so did you learn anything new there or you used to cook yourself at home Talking about cooking abilities, I knew it because my parents worked and I had to cook it for me and my brother. But I definitely, you as you said, I learned to, new cuisines, how to make them from in Latin America. I would definitely say that I also learned a lot. I would thought I would think that oh, Latin America has all the same dishes, but I was completely wrong. I got to know a dishes that was eaten in South America compared to Central America. So yes, I did not <laughs> learn new skills in cooking, but I did learn how to make new cuisines and about new, cuisine, uh, about new food and cuisines in different countries in Latin America that not every country in Latin America have the same dishes or same similar dishes with different names or yeah. You should definitely cook for our block, <laughs> next block meaning. <laughs> oh, for our tutor group. Oh, no, we never had, <laughs> we never had cooking, right, Elena? You can do next time, like, you can volunteer. Oh, no, because it's, it's turn of our first day to cook us, so let's... <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's time for our first, but I, if, of course, if the tutor group wants a, a Latin American food, I can always make them food if you guys want. That would be fun. So, yeah, do you guys have anything else to add or 
Um, anything else to talk about? Thank you for having me here. Um, if anyone outside LPC or any firsties uh, want to know more about my third culture, growing as a third culture kid, or you guys are also a third culture kid and are finding difficulties in different ways, you can always uh, contact me, david21 at lpcwc.edu.hk. Do you want me to link your Instagram in the in the description <laughs> or just your um, email? My email will be fine. If you need my Instagram, you can email me and I'll send you my Instagram. <laughs> okay. Well, that wraps it up for today. And please stay tuned to our next episode. Once again, you have been listening to Fano and Elena on the LPC Kid Team. Follow, follow us for more updates and see ya. Thank you.